This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast. The only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. That is a throwback, if I may say so. Um, I am, of course, I'm Mags. Uh, unfortunately, today I am flying solo. Carlos had, a, had a, a prior engagement, so he was unable to make it today. Uh, but I have just finished watching uh, UFC... Uh, on ESPN 27, UFC Vegas 32, uh, UFC Fartner, Sandhagen versus Dillashaw. So let's quickly run through these prelims. Uh, we started the, the night with a decision victory for Diana Belbita over Hannah Golder. Uh, then we went into the women's flyweight division with Sajara Eubanks picking up the first round KO of Elise Reed. Uh, the chaos continued with Julio Archer picking up the uh, second round KO against Andre Ewell in the bantamweight. Uh, in the uh, welterweight division, Mickey Gall uh, picked up the, the first round sub against Jordan Williams. Uh, in the middleweight division, uh, Nasreen Imavov uh, got the second round KO against Ian Harnish. And in the featured prelim, uh, Brendan Allen uh, continued his winning ways with uh, the decision victory against uh, Punahele Soriano. So going into the main card, we were uh, initially meant to have six fights on this main card. But unfortunately, uh, a couple of days ago, Mesa Kiesan had to pull out of her her match, uh, her co-main event matchup with uh, Aspen Ladd. Um, so unfortunately, uh, that match will will get rescheduled. Uh, she had uh, stress fractures in her foot, so hopefully uh, that will heal up quick. And we wish her uh, uh, a speedy recovery. And we want to get her um, back on uh, back on uh, the card as soon as possible. But what it did mean is that we had uh, a five fat card. Uh, and we opened the the evening's uh, proceedings with uh, Adrian Yanez taking on Randy Costa. Uh, the 
the commentators really harp this up to being a, uh, a fight that everybody's uh, looking out for. And to be fair, it, it was a very, very exciting fight. There was a little bit of a, a friendly banter between uh, Yanez and uh, Randy Costa. Uh, Yanez uh, proudly spons- uh, supporting Dr. Pepper uh, and uh, Randy Costa uh, was bigging up Reese's Pieces. So they had a friendly bet on the side with whoever... Whoever lost had to buy the uh, the the winner uh, the product of their choice. Um, started in in the first round, really really exciting. Yanez uh, went with uh, with early kicks, uh, but Costa using that is a much larger frame and much longer uh, limbs was. Um, was really really successful with the jabs uh, landing uh, constantly and I mean we go on uh, this show about how people have a laser accurate uh, uh, vision in, in terms of jabs people like uh, Sean O'Malley for, in, for example but uh, Costa just set that bar so high every shot he was throwing left or right what seemed to be landing and breaking through uh, the the defence of Yanis uh, he's face with every punch just got redder and redder more and more swollen uh, Yanis was was certainly uh, trying to land some of his own shots uh, but with uh, with Costa's head movement and with the movement that he had in, in terms of getting away from shots that just Yanis uh, was hitting fresh air and was was unable to, to land uh, anything at all uh, getting closer to the end of the round Yanis started to get a little bit more success uh, landing with the with the high kick and the body shots um, but the first round was a quite clear and decisive uh, round for uh, Costa uh, coming out into the second round, and you, we expected to see uh, uh, more of the same, uh, and it started pretty well uh, for Costa landing uh, the jabs uh, pretty clean again. Uh, but Yanez certainly took uh, lessons and took advice from his corner, and was able to uh, keep the pace there much more this time. Um, but uh, started to land a lot more of the the jabs, uh, cut up uh, Costa's face a little bit, uh, and then he. <laughs> And again, using a, an, an old uh, five rounds trope, he smelt blood in the water. And uh, as soon as he saw uh, that there was a target on uh, Costa's face, he kept hitting it, uh, landing the jab time and time again. Uh, got some shots into the body, uh, then uh, landed a beautiful uppercut. Uh, Costa went down to to a knee. Uh, Yanez was able to swarm him uh, and land punch after punch. And eventually, uh, the referee Chris Tonione had no option but to uh, to uh, call an end to this fight. So after a very um, one-sided first round, uh, Yanez is able to pull the victory out of nowhere. Um, congratulations to him. So. Going into the second fight on the main card, we had Macy Barber, uh, the future of the division, um, taking on Miranda Maverick. Uh, Miranda, who uh, has just been absolutely decimated opponents uh, going into this um, matchup on a five-fight win streak, including that uh, that de- destruction of Gillian Robertson earlier on this year. Um, and 
she started off really, really uh, uh, bright and really fresh. Uh, uh, Barbara was 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 light on her feet and uh, and moving was uh, uh, was good. But um, Maverick was able to uh, keep her range, uh, keep uh, Barbara at um, keep her at range with the low kicks and and uh, and the the jabs. Um, it, it was quite a, a, a back and forth round. Both uh, both ladies trying to uh, to get some kind of a momentum going, but were were both uh, kind of cancelling each other out almost. Uh, uh, Maverick uh, took the the impetus late on in the in the first round using uh, using more kicks, uh, using that as a as a base to start rushing forward. Uh, there was a there was one time where Barber landed a big left, uh, but Maverick was able to eat that uh, answer back with a shot of her own and then some some kicks as well. Um, coming into the the second. Uh, and uh, again, I felt that this was incredibly a tight round. Uh, Maverick still landing lots and lots of kicks, but um, uh, Macy Barber was was getting a lot more success uh, in terms of uh, uh, using her fists. Uh, and even when she uh, she was able to kind of score takedowns, which is something that she really kind of struggled with in that in that first half. Um, she wasn't able to keep um, uh, Miranda down for too long, uh, but the fact that she was able to get that takedown and then uh, land shots on the way out uh, and and still uh, keep the clinching was was uh, very much a testament to uh, to uh, Macy Barber's um, uh, game plan. Uh, going into the the third, and again, uh, Miranda Maverick started really brightly, landing two big, big shots uh, and a couple of uh, leg kicks. But uh, Macy Barber had that cannon of a right hand cocked for for the majority of the fight and was landing it uh, quite easily. Um, she also started to to uh, to hit out with with uh, kicks to the body as well, which was uh, something that she had not been able to do much of in the in the first two rounds. Um, she landed um, a trip, got the got the um, got Maverick to the floor. But unfortunately, again, uh, pretty much like the the second round, she just wasn't able to keep her down. Uh, although the fact that she had the, got the takedown, um, it, it it certainly worked into her favour. Um, going towards the end of this fight, and uh, Maverick uh, was was pretty much pinned up against the fence with uh, uh, Macy Barber using her her strength to uh, to force the clinch. Uh, and to land uh, tight shots, uh, we see a spinning elbow uh, as the the two of them break away. Uh, Mesa was landing big, big right hands. Uh, Maverick was uh, certainly uh, holding her own and, and trying to land more shots. Uh, Macy went for the the, the last ditch takedown at the end, uh, but the uh, the klaxon sounded and Macy Barber uh, snaps her her uh, losing streak. With a uh, with a picking up a split decision, a really uh, fun fight to watch. A really kind of a almost like a chess match of a fight, uh, and I uh, I implore everybody to to go and check it out. So going into the middle of this card, and we had Darren Elkins. Uh, he was taking on uh, Derek Miller, uh, and this was. Uh, 
was a brutal, uh, brutal fight. Lots and lots of uh, heavy hitting action. Um, Elkins uh, was was uh, ducking some huge, huge shots at the at the beginning of the of the the first round. Uh, tried to go for the takedown, uh, but Derek Miller was able to uh, to stuff that. Uh, he was uh, his movement was was really kind of. Um, um, really clean uh, uh, Derek Miller's uh, movement that is uh, landing leg kicks landing big right hands uh, Darren Elkins again went to shoot uh, but um, uh, Miller was able to grab his neck and went for the guillotine uh, but Elkins uh, just just essentially forced uh uh Minna to uh, to relinquish that uh, Minna was able to uh, then attempt the the ninja choke from the front, uh, but again, uh, Darren Elkins was 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 so pressing uh, with his uh, with his force that he eventually did get the action uh, to the floor. Uh, we see a little bit of a uh, a scramble, uh, and then we see that uh, Elkins is is actually stuck, uh, almost caught in an armbar. And then we just get transition after transition after transition from uh, from the likes of uh, uh, Minna, who was really trying to force the the submission. Uh, Elkins is able to uh, to survive those uh, those submission attempts. Get is able to get back to his feet. Uh, Minna gets the takedown again, almost straight away. Goes back for for the guillotine. Um, Elkins tried to Elkins tried to roll out for the leg. Uh, but he gets caught with a ginormous elbow, uh, and then um, um, Derek Minner is just landing shot after shot. So much, uh, so much uh, big time ground and pound. Um, Minner, uh, it just runs out of time. Uh, he was not able to to get the finish, but this was a very very dominant round by uh, by Derek Minner, and it, it looked like it was going to be a hard day at the office for Darren Elkins. Coming out into the the second, uh, Minna uh, straight away gets the takedown, gets um, Elkins up against the cage um, in a, a seated position. Uh, Elkins is throwing uh, uh, punches and elbows. He's able to uh, wrap his arms around the, um, uh, Minna's neck. Tries for a guillotine, uh, but uh, Minna is able to scramble free. Uh, again, we we see the same kind of a transition work that we saw in in the first round with Mina going for the back and then going for a, an arm triangle, um, but Elkins is able to work his way onto the onto the top, pins down the right arm, uh, lands uh, big big shots like big elbows, uh, big punches, and then uh, uh, is able to get into a crucifix position which uh, is pinning uh, Minna's arms and so he, he essentially can't defend and uh, just take, uh, Minna's taking shot after shot after shot uh, he's able to scramble out of that and then Elkins is able to to take the to, uh, take the back so this is very much kind of like a, a night and day con- contest if you if you compare and contrast with the with the first round um, but uh Elkins uh, has the back. He's landing shot after shot in uh, into his uh, forward-facing opponent, and Mark Smith uh, calls the fight, and, and Darren Elkins picks up the the KO victory. 
really good comeback by uh, Darren Elkins. Uh, really well done. Um, just so impressive, especially when you consider how dominated he was in that first round. So for our new co-main event, we had uh, Raul Impeva and Carla Phillips, uh, both in the bantamweight division. And uh, Raul Impeva was able to pick up a majority decision um, over Carla Phillips in a, and again in another uh, very kind of interesting uh, back and forth uh, fight. These two guys were really trying to uh, um, show their their uh, skill sets, um, punches and kicks and. Uh, from both, uh, we see that uh, Kyla Phillips quickly uh, drops uh, Paver with a with a straight right. Um, he he goes to to uh, to follow up with the with the kind of the scramble, but Paver is able to pop back up. We see him then try uh, a, a spinning elbow. Um, is and then you can uh, vocally hear his coach telling him to to calm down and 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 this is a, a marathon, not a sprint kind of fight. But uh, these two guys just wanted to to literally beat the living piss out of each other. Uh, Phillips goes for a, a kick, uh, which is caught by uh, by Rowley Ampeva. Um, which then leads to a trip and, and Phillips going to the ground, uh, but he was again, he was quickly back up. Um, we see Paver then uh, able to, to get the, the takedown and dump to the floor. Um, but it's just the, the, the sheer pace. I mean, this was a very much a blink and you miss it kind of round out. They were, uh, both both fighters were, were landing takedowns. Both fighters were landing big shots. Uh, Phillips seemed to be the more uh, dynamic of the fighters, landing quite a few of those uh, uh, spinning kicks. Uh, but every time somebody was, uh, was just a fraction of a second off the pace, it, the their opponent was going for a for a takedown. Uh, we finally get uh, some uh, decent time on the floor with a uh, paver uh, on top, and uh, he he uh, goes for a, for a triangle choke, which uh, he just doesn't uh, isn't able to come off, uh, landing a few shots. Uh, but uh, Phillips is able to um, scramble reverse and end up in side control um paver was then able to get back to his feet but at some shots on in 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 the process this was just a, a madness of a first round uh phillips lands a, a big shot and you can see that uh the the paver is is massively hurt uh he uh he lands some more um rats and and that that means that uh, Paver is uh, wobbly, um, so Phillips kind of almost uses weight to force him to the floor. Uh, and just as we uh, we see Phillips trying to posture up and, and hit some some big ground pound, uh, the bell goes. Um, that was five minutes of of intense uh, intense fighting. Second round was pretty much exactly the same uh they they kept up the 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 massive pace the 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 amount of attack that that both guys were were throwing uh there was just no let up from it at all 
um, Paver uh, comes out, starts swinging, uh, landing kicks to the body, changes levels, goes for a takedown. He's not able to 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 do that, but gets the the leg. Um, but uh, Phillips uh, kind of almost spins through. Uh, able to get back to the feet, landed a huge elbow. Uh, then uh, Paver answers that with a rat that that stuns Phillips. Um, another rat, Phillips uh, again going back to that spinning elbow, but this time he's not able to to land it. Uh, Paver then tries to smother him and 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 take it to the ground. Uh, Phillips uh, manages to to uh, force that away. Then he himself goes for the draws for the takedown, um, but uh, Pava uh, is able to get his back to the cage and get back to his feet. It was just absolutely non-stop, really kind of breath breathtaking speed, almost breakneck uh, pace that these guys were putting on. Um, again, Pava goes for a, a takedown. Phillips lands the back elbow, grabs the body. We see it go back to the floor. Uh, Paver now is on the floor, uh, underneath taking shots. He's able to uh, to transition to a kneeling position. Uh, Phillips allows him to get up and scores a big uh, right hand on on the reset. Um, he goes for a, a shoot at the end of the round, but again, his his actions are stopped by the bell. Um, such a such a tight fight so far. Going into the the third and what could probably be the decisive round, uh, Phillips again goes into shoot, um, but Paver's able to stuff it. Uh, we we kind of see a slight slowing down of the pace in in this in this round. Uh, Phillips is clearly tired from from uh, this uh, this just energy that has been exuded from the both of them um, but we still see both guys landing huge shots both guys going for takedowns um, the the difference starts to, to come through though with uh, with the power of, of uh, Phillips he's able to, to drive uh, the, the takedowns with a little bit more impetus than, than Pava does um, uh, the his shots were seem to just have that little bit more uh, stank on him, um, and when we get to the the, the final ten seconds, uh, these two guys just start firing everything they have at each other, um, and it was absolutely no wonder why the referees, uh, why the judges um, were struggling to pick a winner out of this. Uh, you could have easily scored it for, for either competitor and I'm actually surprised this didn't go as a, as a majority draw rather than a majority decision. Uh, but uh, Raulian uh, Paver picked up the victory uh, against Kyla Phillips. Um, congratulations to him and uh, Kyla Phillips uh, has nothing to be ashamed of in that, in that fight. I thought that uh, he could have easily um, picked up the victory, but uh, they they both live and learn. 
going into this main event, uh, the the fact that the card was built around Corey Sandhagen, the number two ranked bantamweight in the world, taking on TJ Dillashaw, uh, one of the more controversial uh, people in MMA today, uh, so coming back off serving his two years uh, USADA suspension for uh, for essentially for pissing hot. Uh, if you remember, he was uh, currently the the bantamweight champion and, and had to relinquish that title when uh, when he uh, he had his p- uh, positive test. Um, to be fair to TJ, I mean he's not the most uh, well liked person. He's had a lot of controversy in his career, but he he owned what he did. He didn't try to make any excuses for it. Uh, not saying that that's right or wrong, but just that uh, it was refreshing to see somebody own up to the fact that uh, that they'd done something uh, to game the system rather than uh, it always be down to a tainted supplement or uh, pleading ignorance, uh, stuff like that. Um, there was a, an expectation that, that TJ Dillashaw maybe have, uh, would have, has, has been passed by in terms of, uh, in terms of this division. You've got to, uh, if you remember, once he dropped the title, uh, Henry Cejudo uh, won the, the the belt in a in a, a match with uh, Marlon Moraes. Then he uh, he retired and vacated the belt, which then went to um, Petr Jan. And then obviously it's now in the hands of Aljamain Sterling after that uh, disqualification victory uh, over Petr Jan recently. So the the kind of uh, the landscape in this division has certainly changed with TJ Dillashaw not in it. And it be it was interesting to see if he uh, if he still had a place in this division uh, because at the end of the day, two years is a long time in in MMA to be out of the sport uh, and things can change drastically. And then when you see what happened in the first round, uh, well, essentially in, in the first two rounds, uh, you could have said that maybe perhaps the division had passed him by. Um, Corey Sandhagen quickly uh, was landing um, big shots, uh, big low kicks. Um, he's a good four inches taller than uh, um, than Dillashaw. He's a, probably the tallest person actually in this division at 5'11". Uh, and he used that range to great effect. He also used one of the his more unique uh, weapons in his arsenal, the, the flying uh, knee, the one that... Uh, that slept Frank Yeager not too long ago. He landed that here in the, uh, quite early in the first round. Uh, Dillashaw was able to, to actually catch him to stop really kind of uh, getting any uh, damage. But he uh, he actually, uh, Corey Sandhagen actually went over uh, Dillashaw's back and was able to wrap his legs around the neck for a, an inverted uh, triangle that actually looked pretty dangerous. But uh, just as uh, it was getting close to Dillshaw maybe tapping, um, he was able to to force his way out, throw the legs over, uh, and ended up in top position. Uh, Corey Sandhagen uh, switches out and uh, um, gives away his back, but he's able to get back to the feet. And this is where we see uh, TJ Dillshaw's uh, most... 
useful, most kind of a predominant weapon, uh, the the uh, the body clinch up against the cage. He used this to to great effect all the way through the fight. Uh, the the stats will say that he only scored two out of his thirteen uh, attempts at takedown, so uh, less than thirteen percent. But the fact is, he was able to drive Corey Sandhagen to the fence of the majority of these takedowns, and able to get uh, a lot of body control all the way through the fight. Not just up, not just in this uh, in this first round, but that was his kind of almost go-to uh, when it comes to uh, being on the the feet. Uh, Corey Sandhagen clearly had the edge. Uh, especially in these first two rounds, uh, he really kind of sliced up um, um, TJ's face, was able to to really open up a, a horrific cut on uh, TJ's eyebrow, which essentially split his uh, his his uh, the edge of his eyebrow in half. Really worrying to the point where. Um, uh, Herb Dean actually calls in the doctor to take a look at uh, take a look at it. Uh, the doctor says uh, he's fine to carry on, but he didn't. It didn't leave uh, much to be desired for for TJ Dillashaw. It, it kind of was almost like the writing was on the wall. Uh, he was coming out of the second round, being absolutely decimated, uh, being uh, being. Uh, his face absolutely punched in. He's had sw- swelling all the way across his eyebrows, uh, blood uh, streaming down his face. Um, he, I mean, fair play to him. He had no kind of... Um, he didn't give up. He didn't um, kind of lick his wounds. He was still uh, uh, going for takedowns, still going to force um, Sandhagen up against the cage. Uh, Sandhagen uh, landed, his, um, tried his uh, flying knee again, uh, but was unable to uh, connect. But he did land some gorgeous punches uh, behind it, which uh, uh, which is a, a real skill. Uh, third round was was uh, when the TJ kind of woke up a little bit and was able to to land some some shots of his own. He was still kind of a uh, rubbing at, at that right eye, uh, wiping that blood out of it. Uh, but he was able to to shoot in, uh, get um, Sandhagen up against the fence, uh, and land some 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 big big shots. Um, he uh, attempted uh, a couple of Superman punches, uh, one that uh, that just uh, just missed its target. Uh, but Dillashaw kind of uh, it was almost like he had a second wind. He was landing uh, some really nice uh, uh, low kicks. Um, he was able to avoid a lot of uh, Corey Sandhagen's shots and land shots of his own. Um, but the 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 grappling up against the cage and the leg kicks were were where he found a lot of his success uh, in this third round. Um, Sandhagen did go for um, go for uh, a takedown, but uh, Dillashaw was able to sprawl and then take the back. Um, so we uh, we um, end the third round with a with a little bit of a standing and banging. Uh, and just as uh, Dillashaw uh, releases from the cage and starts landing a couple of uh, big, big shots, uh, Corey Sandhagen threw one just after the bell. Uh, TJ Dillashaw uh, made his views known about that to the, the referee. Um, but um, on on 
on closer inspection it, it seemed that it was was just on the the edge of, of the uh the bell and it, it wasn't uh intentionally uh a late shot coming into the fourth and um Corey Sandhagen uh did he pressed forward more he landed shots uh looking for the takedown uh but uh Dillshaw was able to stuff uh, and return some of those shots back. Uh, started really going for the for the legs again, and then went back to uh, to tap and uh, locked in that body lock. Um, was able to to force uh, Corey Sandegan up against the the cage. Um, Sandegan was able to to twist and uh, eventually pull away, um, and then land some big shots, which reopened the 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 cut above uh, above Dillshaw's eye. But Dillshaw was um he was the one pushing the pace now. He was the one pushing the the momentum. Uh Sandhagen worked really well off the off the back foot to be fair and was able to land a couple of uh, uh big shots but um Dillashaw was able to to force that that body lock time and time again um and was able to uh to get it as and when he he, he wanted to um for for me this was uh this felt like uh, Corey Sandhagen was was tiring and Dillashaw was able to land uh some big shots at the the end of the round to to really kind of uh put this this far really up in the air in terms of the the judge's decision coming into the 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 fifth and final round this could be the the make or break round for for both fighters and yet again it was uh tj dillashaw coming out and pushing the pace landing those uh those leg kicks um sandhagen did land a couple of uh shots early on uh but tj was was throwing a hell of a lot more uh it was really he really was taking the fight to uh cory sandhagen again got the body lock in uh goes for the trip uh, was able to get Sandhagen down, uh, but Sandhagen was was quickly back to his feet. Uh, but then again, Dillashaw was up, was in, getting going for the takedown, getting uh, Sandhagen uh, up against the cage and to the body. Corey Sandhagen started to really kind of let his punches fly. Uh, a lot of misses, but a lot of output uh, and and. TJ was was using that that shooting uh, when not necessarily getting the takedown, but certainly getting the control and getting uh, um, Sandhagen up against the defence. Um, Corey was was still landing some big shots, uh, as was was TJ. It was very much a tit for tat, a very very close round. Um, going into the last few seconds and it was uh it was just essentially a punch trading uh until the the klaxon went and the the judges saw uh a very very kind of a, a mixed decision here we've got a split uh two judges giving it uh 48 47 uh in favor of tj dillashaw so after a two-year uh hiatus uh, TJ Dillashaw is uh, back in the win column against the number two ranked um, bantamweight in, in, in the world. So essentially throwing himself right back in the mix to regain that, that title that he uh, that he had to relinquish not uh, in uh, March of 2019. 
so yeah that is uh, another event in the books and we uh we roll on uh next week's card is uh another apex so it's uh uh, Vegas 33, uh, headlined by uh, the always exciting Uriah Hall taking on uh, Shane Strickland and then Chris Dorcas and Shamil Abdurakimov uh, in the heavyweight division. Uh, we've also got Smiling Sam Alve against Roman Kopilov and Brian Barberina against Jason Witt on the card. So uh, plenty of uh, big, big fights on, on this card. So uh, definitely tune in to, uh, to hear what we think of the show next week. Hopefully Carlos will be back then. Um, so um, yeah thank you for listening please go and uh, follow Carlos on Twitter at KurtBet underscore Carlos follow me at PodfatherMags and follow the amazing networks that provide us uh, the platform to bring this content to you uh, week after week that's Visionaries Global Media that's The Chair Shot and that is Radio Techers Uh, thank you all for listening along And that is the end.